0: Welcome to the Strength Rehab Podcast. Join your hosts, Raul Axmayer and Brandon Parker, as they discuss the latest information regarding the health and fitness industries. Topics include sports performance, physical rehab, and of course, general health. Remember, this is the podcast where science meets practice. The one thing I was thinking about, which is nuts, because... There's some people that take the fixed interest rate and then you have the other people that take that variable interest rate because they're like, well, if the economy is going well, then I can have a lower interest rate. Now I'm just thinking about all the people that took out like that variable interest rate and it's just slowly climbing. I don't know why you would take that variable, man.
1: I don't even know why you would do that. the unexpected, you know?
0: (laughs) I don't know, man. But that's something that I'm I'm really interested in is like once the... uh, the housing market does crash. I do think that if I have the capital, I'm going to jump in headfirst and just figure it out. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Save up some cash. It- it'll crash.
0: Yeah. I think every millennial is waiting for that moment.
1: <laughs> finally, after 40 years of working, I can finally <laughs> afford a house.
0: Exactly. They're all living at home with their parents trying to figure shit out. Oh, well, I would <laughs> live
1: with my parents if they were here 100%. Oh, well,
0: yeah. It just makes financial sense, Like, especially like in today's market.
1: I always make fun of my sister because she's almost thirty and lives with with my parents, but like if I were <laughs> if I were her, I would ride that for as long as I could,
0: fuck yeah, dude, like dude, imagine the amount of money she's most likely saving. Well, I hope she's saving, you know,
1: yeah, <laughs> imagine not having to pay rent or a mortgage that's oh, where the majority of the money like lives, kind of yeah.
0: It does. It does. And, you know, this is a perfect segue into our topic today, which would be the overall financial world that we don't get taught in traditional schooling unless you're like a business major. And we definitely didn't get caught or taught in chiropractic school because why would they teach us that? Right. So first and foremost, let's just go ahead and just talk about some busy business savvy things that we should address. So. Let's just talk about a budget first, right? I think that's a very f- fair first statement that we should go about. So Raul, what is your go-to way to set like a practical budget for the income that you're making?
1: For the income that I'm currently making?
0: Or just in general. Or,
1: well, in general, like, I, I, my mind is a very numbers-driven mind, if that makes sense. Um, and I, I leave off of percentages. Um so for example, before we talking to the about the budget if I Im- if I make x amount of money instead of investing a hundred bucks every single time I invest a specific percentage of the amount that I make and just mm-hmm. as I have the percentage for investing I have it for everything for like for okay. example, fixed expenses, not more than fifty percent of my income so I gotta make sure that with fifty percent of my income I can pay the bills like rent, uh, car insurance, health insurance, if you have uh, like all of that, um, basically the the bills, 30%. Mm-hmm. Well, not 30%. And then, yeah, 30% between, I say 15% for taxes because I don't want to mm-hmm. get a surprise bill at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So I just live with a bit less and I have the money saved for tax purposes. And then the other 50%, 15% is for investment or savings.
0: Gotcha.
1: Um, so that's eighty percent right there, and then you have a free, quote unquote, free twenty percent, which you can use maybe ten percent for debt, if you have debt, or if you want to be more aggressive, use more, and then ten percent fun money, because I think that a budget budget isn't fun if you don't have a budget for fun money, you know? Yeah. um' Because yeah. that that's the fun part about making money. It's just, it's spending it, right, and you don't have right. to follow like Dave Ramsey's advice of just eat rice and beans. Fuck you. um so that's that's just one example you can use that i that i personally use um Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean we can go into the details and the specifics but what about yourself
0: i i think the a big driving home point that everyone can take home from what you're mentioning first and foremost i do like the fact that you you know you're allotting money to spend because at the end of the day, it kind of like you can draw the parallel to dieting, right? If the diet is too strict and just too strenuous, you're not going to stick to it. And a budget is only as good as the, as much as you follow it. So I definitely agree. You definitely want to put money aside to kind of pat yourself on the back.
1: That that's That's a great analogy because if you think about it, if you don't eat any foods that you enjoy, you're going to hate your life when you die. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with money. If you don't spend money on things that you actually love to do or love to eat or drink or whatever, you're going to be miserable just because oh, you're yeah. saving, what, a, 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 an extra 100 bucks. That's, that's <laughs> not worth it. It's exactly. like people, people try to focus on the micro things when they should focus on the macro things, you know, like if you have systems, then. For example, my philosophy, if I invest 15% of my income, I can spend the rest of my money. I don't give a shit because mm-hmm. that alone is enough in the long term, more than enough. So, right. yeah, I think people should budget fund money yeah. 100%. I don't know why people yeah. don't talk about it.
0: And then uh, the other parallel I wanted to make or at least bring up the fact that I really like this, you are setting your budget to numbers prior to well, – so essentially like you don't know necessarily how much you're going to make you're like all right 50%. I need to live off of 50%. Whatever that number is, I'm going to live off of this. And I think that when you set that that percentage up front, you are automatically primed or programmed to just live within your means with like whatever that number is versus when people don't separate their money into various accounts or they don't have this strict budget they start to splurge on this, splurge on that. Yeah, you can have fun money, but it's very slippery slope, right? If you don't have those uh, mental separations or physical separations between your bank accounts.
1: Yeah, I have four different bank accounts. Well, actually eight right now, but <laughs> no, nobody needs to have eight like me. Um, but definitely right. I recommend dividing your accounts. Um, and I was going to say something. Oh, something important is that if you don't track your money, you don't know where your money goes. Mm -hmm. So if you want optimal results, just like cutting or fat loss, if you want optimal results, guess what? You're going to track your macros. It's the same thing. You can still lose fat without tracking macros, but is it going to be optimal? No, it's probably going to take a bit more time and a lot more trial and error. So if you want optimal, I think everyone should at least start budgeting and tracking their money.
0: 100%. I was going to ask you for your system that you have set up, or do you have a, I'm assuming because you're a W-2, you have a set paycheck. Do you already have automatic disbursements into these various accounts?
1: Yeah. Um, I do 85% to my checking and 15% to my savings. Um, And from there, I do the rest for my personal stuff. But that 15% is directly linked to a savings account where I save my tax money. Gotcha. Uh, and gotcha. then the other 85% out of that 85, I invest 15 and then the mm-hmm. rest, you know how to go about that. But yeah. And like, yeah, for example, the four, the four bank accounts, the checkings account where I pay all of my bills, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. I have another checking accounts where the fun money goes so I can log in and I know how much money I have that I can spend on fun things. And then the other one, the, the tax and then, uh, savings for like emergency fund or anything.
0: Yeah. See, that's, that's a great way of setting it up. Now, you know, for a fact that there's absolutely no way that you can splurge into various budgets or sections of your budgets because you have not created a barrier in order for you to do so. And, we know about habits. Habits is all about how hard you make the bad habits and how easy you make the good habits, right? So if it's, if you really want to splurge and go against your budget, you're going to have to physically go into a different account or grab a different debit card to do it. Now you're like triple double checking yourself. Like, do I really need to spend It's a lot money? of extra
1: work that you probably don't want to do. So you better not spend it. It's easier. Exactly. It's like college,
0: yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I I think there's a lot of parallels between, and I, I guess I've, I'm a broken uh, record box when I say this, but when it comes to lifting weights and just diet, there's a lot of parallels, right? Like so, like if you do really good in your in your training and your your nutrition, it, it does carry over into other things.
1: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely.
0: Now. All right, so let's transfer over into a Palmer specific approach. I just wanted to lay down a guideline because most people don't even have a budget. And like that's where everybody, chiropractic or not, should start, right? So now moving into the more Palmer centric thing, what did you do to kind of supplement your income while at school? Because you and I both know like those loans not only was was school expensive, but the interest rate was also pretty damn high as well.
1: I also made a promise to myself that I was going to ask for the least amount of money for loans and I had to survive. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I had to work. Uh, (laughs) I I, I had to find a way to make money Um, because the the problem that we commonly see with students is that they see this large amount of money going to their bank account that they've probably never seen before because a lot of them have never worked before. And guess what? They're going to spend every single cent in yep. unnecessary things and that's not your money and with like a, what, a 7% interest rate you're not spending 100 bucks you're spending 107 bucks and mm-hmm. it adds up really quick
0: yeah so, especially every 3 months right every <laughs> exactly. 3 months man yeah
1: so that that's the biggest thing just if you can ask for the least amount of money that you can ask mm-hmm. and just find a way to cover your expenses somehow that's not borrowed money do that One hundred percent. It might be tough, but you'll thank yourself later or your future self will thank you.
0: Oh, yeah. We've had we had classmates live like literally living paycheck to paycheck with their disbursements, which is absolutely ungodly because I think if what it was two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Was that what it was? $250,000 at the end of your 3 years there if you took out max loans?
1: I have no idea cuz I never took it out.
0: <laughs> okay. I think it's something like that. So like most people need to understand like the the whole power of compounding interest, right? It goes against you or it goes with you. Like we always talk about always, you know, investing for the long run because over time that little nugget that you've been putting away each time creates this big crater. It's the same thing with debt right? You're taking out things that you don't need to take out. And before you know it, you, you turned your back to it. Now, when you turn around again, it's this massive problem that it's not going to go away in the next, <laughs> not even the next year. Like it, <laughs> it's, the next it's there. That's what I'm saying. Like people need to understand like when they're taking out loans, it's a bigger deal than what we make it, you know?
1: 100%. Yeah. I agree, and don't count with the public service loan forgiveness because the vast majority of you will not get it. <laughs> right. Sorry to break it to you.
0: Right. Yeah. And then yeah, exactly. It, at this point, it's just it seems like the status quo. Everyone's doing the twenty-year plan, income-based repayment, and then just get really get hit with the, the the taxes, and then just try to wipe it.
1: Definitely, it's a good option in many cases. I made a promise to myself that I'm going to pay mine in less than 10 years. So we'll see if okay. if I can do it.
0: That's aggressive. I like um, it.
1: Yeah. Um. And I was, I'm taking advantage of like the 0% interest by the way.
0: Yeah. 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 If you are in school right now and you have disposable income that you're not spending, there is zero interest right now. Please, for the love of God, start making payments because it's something. only going to benefit you. Right. Yeah. Even if it's pennies on the dollar, do something.
1: And that's, that's another, uh, tip like if you um do like the whole auto pay for your loans your interest rate goes down like 0.25 percent even if it's just one dollar so
0: hey that adds up especially when we're talking about a decade <laughs>
1: especially when we're talking about 200k <laughs> yeah yeah
0: exactly so
1: it, go on yeah talking about what we did uh for for work while we were still in school Um, obviously uh, i'll ask you first because you did more jobs than I did. I only did online stuff, but you actually worked at the library.
0: Oh, yeah. So it, this goes for any type of person that uh, goes to school an undergrad or graduate school. You need to find jobs on campus because nine times out of the ten, they are the easiest jobs that you can obtain and you can easily do your work there. So, for example, in my undergrad, I was a student crew worker. Meaning if there was any issues with the dorms, we would come in, make, you know, do whatever they needed to fix, which was simple handyman stuff. And then you'd go back to your room and be on call. I would say out of the eight hour shift, if I worked a full day, I was working maybe two hours and I was getting paid, I think nine 50, whatever the a little bit above minimum wage at the time was. And I did all my homework. I did everything there. It's the same pattern when I worked at Palmer. Palmer, I worked in the library. It was a job that was low key. I was able to not only work there very un, uninterrupted, but then I also tutored while in the library. To totally go. exactly. So there, you that these are the things that you need to be taking advantage, advantage of. A lot of people try to think that they don't have enough time. Okay, let me let me appease you by saying, okay, you don't have that much time. You need to study okay find a job that pays you to study you you hear me like so a lot of times people like to make mistake or make excuses but it's more so just like find a way and there's usually a solution
1: and the i don't have time excuse it's just that an excuse unless you're like a parent or whatever but if you're just a regular student there's like a lot of time a lot oh, yeah. of free
0: time Exactly. And, and you and I both did the online coaching thing, which once again, like you, I, so what I do now for the online coaching can basically be a good example is if I have a gap in my schedule, let's say I have patients from nine to 1030, and then there's a gap at 1030 to 11, then it's full again, that 30 minutes, I'm not just sitting on my hands or scrolling through Reddit or scrolling through whatever app I like. I'm, I'm, I'm updating charts. So then when, I make the phone call that I need to make with my client or text them. I just ask them straightforward, like, hey, look at the chart. Is there anything you want me to change? How are you feeling? X, Y, Z, because it speeds up the conversation. So it's not a lot lot of twiddling the thumbs when we're on the phone with each other. You know?
1: Yeah. You got to be efficient with your time when you're a busy person, you know?
0: Exactly. So I just like... I'm not going to say that you're not going to go in debt when you go to school. I mean, that's a part of the investment, right? Like you're going to take out loans to cover the schooling. And we both can agree that that schooling was way more expensive than it needed to be. Um, but aside from that investment, you don't need to make it more risky or kind of cut into your return on investment by taking out additional loans or, you know, not not use, utilizing your time to make income.
1: Yep, I agree. Yeah, and online coaching is one of the best jobs that you can find when you're in chiro school. Number one, for the money. Uh, and number two, for the experience that you get. Just the communication and programming and working with clients. It's just the best job that I can honestly recommend for chiro students.
0: I would agree as well. It's not only applicable to the, the whole field that we work in, but, you know, it's lucrative if you know what the hell you're talking about. And let's say you don't know what you're talking about. A great start is to just find friends that are really into the fitness community. You know that you know more than them because, you know, it could just be a business major, so on and so forth. Program for them. Have honest feedback. But in the in a, about an eight-week period of you programming for them, you're already better than a majority of trainers. You know what I'm saying? So as long as you care... You're, you know, you're staying up to date with the research and you get some practice underneath your belt, you can go ahead and start charging. I mean, honestly, make your rates match your expertise.
1: Exactly. Uh,
0: but you But you can start doing things that's going to bring in some dollars that would subsidize the cost.
1: And it's not like you're going to start charging a big amount. You can start for free, then charge a little bit, and then a little bit. Because I remember even you and I, we charged 50 bucks for 12 weeks. Exactly. That's yep. like like 17.5 bucks per month. Yeah, for two people. And now we charge like 250 for for month. That's exactly. that's a big difference, but it took a long time. Um so just start somewhere. Even if it's 50 bucks. That's dirt mm-hmm. Just charge it. And then as you get better, as you get more experience, just keep increasing your prices.
0: Mhm. And, and and that's the beauty of it too is like as you were talking about it um before we got on, on air here is you're getting internal referrals now, you know what I'm saying? And then you as a business owner, depending on what type of internal referral it is, you can right then and there, jump up the price, 10 bucks. You know what I'm saying? Like it, don't be afraid to do so. And then if they even ask, which they never would, you can just say, look, I'm managing a larger clientele here. I need to make sure that the people that are with me are, are really committed. And usually the ones that are willing to pay the extra $10 are. You know
1: yeah that's that's a great example uh, cuz for example the one that i mentioned about an internal referral um mm-hmm. i was charging whoever referred him 25 bucks less but i'm going to charge him 25 bucks more uh because mm-hmm. the more clients i get the busier i am so i want like good clients i don't want someone that pays me 50 bucks
0: for for my time it's yeah. not worth it yeah, exactly and i think that That right there is kind of you're shifting to the abundance mindset, which I'm I'm working on myself is just when you start out, you're not too sure of your skill set or you're not too sure about your marketing or your, you know, your word of mouth. Right. So you have this scarcity mindset. Let me give you a little bit of money or a little smaller charge. So you're more likely to say yes. But once you start building up that momentum, you start building up that roster, you start to have that abundance mindset where you're like, you know, there's plenty of people out there. I have referrals coming in. I'm going to start charging what I'm actually worth now. And I think that when you make that mental switch, you just start attracting that type of clientele, you know, like, like instead of trying to like beg, plead for the people like, Hey, no, 50 bucks is a deal. You just kind of like, for lack of better words, say, fuck off.
1: <laughs> if it's a no, it's a no. Yeah. Go find someone exactly. cheaper that gives you a shitier job.
0: hmm And then you just go like, all right, well, the p- people that are willing to pay, then so be it. I'd rather be less busy a- and not, you know, be dealing with you and then just focus on the people that are willing to put the money forward. Yep.
1: 100%. I'm trying to Ooh. think
0: what was... What's, oh, you know what? This is another thing that we can cover. I know we said 20 minutes, but this is a short cares. little thing is if you do not have a well, I, uh, you know, this is going to be a double edged sword. I'm going to say this and then there's obvi- the obvious caveats will come is if you don't have a credit card, you should have a credit card. Now, everyone before, should. Exactly. Now, now before like you, people run with that is like, it is you don't to have to. Yeah. Don't if you don't have self-control then maybe a credit card's not your bet but for most people you have self-control. So that's what I want to say. If you don't if you have a credit card or if you don't have a credit card get a credit card because you're already going to spend the money, why not get money back?
1: Get a credit card and use it as a debit card. That's it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Don't and spend you know, money
1: that you don't have.
0: Right. And if you have that discipline you're getting, you know, three to five percent depending on the credit card, and it's free money. Like at the end of the year, I mean, I don't spend a lot of money, so this is just actually this would probably be in line with most Palmer students. I think I was averaging around three to five hundred every year back, which that's free money. It's free money. I would have spent it anyways. You know, groceries, gas, like you know, electricity, whatever I spent it on that week, that's what it would go on the card, and and why not get the free money? But That being said, I do understand that some people um, don't have that mental uh, separation and then they could easily spend. So it kind of circles back to saying like you need a budget, you know, like 100 percent and then use that credit card on the let's say the 50 percent that you set aside for living expenses. Start there, you know.
1: Yep. Yeah. It's a no brainer
0: yeah yeah there and then um this is something that i guess I'll, I'll 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 put out there just in case we have somebody that got into credit card debt and doesn't really know what to do um coming from a single family home my mom had to figure some stuff out real quick and needed to call upon the system to help so what she would do is let's say she had a lot of money in the credit card she couldn't pay because of a surprise expense what she would do is she would flip the the amount of debt she had on one credit card into a new credit card that was zero percent like they have promotions all the time zero percent for the first year so now you bought yourself some months to try, kind of chip away at this debt now once again caveat this doesn't mean create a chain reaction of 15 fucking credit cards you know just this is just a get out of free jail card that you can have in your back pocket so if you're dealing with debt that's something that you could explore
1: <laughs> that's a pretty smart move
0: you know when when and that's the thing like when tough times you know call upon you you start to figure some things out and that's why my mom told me if you ever get in this issue like what first of all was never get a debt but if you have to if you are and you have to get out of it quickly let's say like it's the 16th and the 19th you got to pay this fucking thing or you're gonna get 20 plus percent on your your debt Sheesh. flip it flip it quick and then the next month or next couple months you are living on rice and beans Now, now that's where fun money doesn't come into play. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) If
1: you have credit card debt, that's the worst debt that you can have. So pay it off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 20 fucking percent, man. 22 to
1: 24 is the
0: average. You know what's crazy is this like – You think about like investments, and we're like, oh, you know, this is a good year, 5% back. Wow, that was awesome. And these guys are making 20% off of whatever is not being paid. Talk about a return on investment.
1: Hey, but the starting report was like 23% last year. It was a pretty amazing year.
0: It was. It was. But I don't like, my thing is, is like, was part of it inflation? You know? Who knows? It was just a solid year. I don't know.